as the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong, because y'all are idiots. Oh, no. I'm new to the panda timeline here, so I that one's going to have to sit with me. I'm going to have to pray on that one. I know it's available, but why? There's so many other things available. First of all, it's artisanal, okay? I don't want to hear it. As the expert of the podcast and the boss. One of your hosts spent nine hours this week watching the Godfather series to atone for his <laughs> sins. What are you doing? Handsome Drew did as well. Are you Drew with the U? I'm Drew with the U. Why would oh, he be Drew? Problem. Obviously, oh, he's God. Drew with the U. Okay, my handsome Drew. <laughs> I don't spell my name with a U. What are you talking about? <sighs> What's wrong with you? Oh, I was not listening. <laughs> that is very apparent to everyone on the podcast that you were not listening. Why? I don't know why you have to. I didn't trample on your panda. This is not the podcast you deserve. Christmas and the snow's coming down. Christmas, Christmas. and I'm about to fall. Christmas, everybody here, baby, please come home. That was so good. Welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve. I'm your host Drew Crawford, and tonight we are talking about Christmas movies. And you might think. Wait, haven't they done this one before? And it's the great thing about Christmas. It happens every year. And so will this podcast. As long as I'm on it, we will do this podcast. As long as you're on it, like you're the end all be all. Like we lost. Actually, that's true. He's the one who records the audio. We would be done. He's actually dead on. That's right. That's right. Executive decision. This is my one hill I die on. We would do a Christmas pod. (laughs) So welcome to Christmas pod episode two, Revenge of the Christmas. Uh, I'd like to introduce my co-host tonight, Drew Allen and Kyle Cox. And Hi. tonight, hey, as we're introducing yourselves, everybody go ahead and say your favorite Christmas character. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Drew Allen, who's yours? Hi, I'm Drew Allen, and I kind of feel like I'm the Mr. Norwal of the podcast. You know, just kind of, uh, I hope you find your dad. Just kind of a positive influence, c- keeping us going along in our, our journey. That's really good. Was that your character? Yeah. I'd say okay. Just a positive one <laughs> okay. note. Like you compared yourself to a Norwal, and I was like, is, <laughs> you, is that the character? Or is he just feel like he's an oceanic beast? Have today? you seen yeah. Elf? I said no. I have, Mister Norwal. I caught the reference. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it seemed like you didn't, based on your just piling on I, top of me. <laughs> I know you haven't I'm slept Kyle. in over 127 hours. Is your arm still attached to its, it's body? Still in or the rock. No, I got it, it out. I got it out. Pocket knife work. <laughs> uh, I am Kyle, and my favorite Christmas character is Rudy Rudiger or Lord Voldemort, whichever one you think is most Christmassy. Crawford, back to you. I hate you and all your Christmas adjacent movies. I'm Drew Crawford, and my favorite character is Jim Carrey's The Grinch because that is the ultimate and best Christmas movie forever. Um, tonight we'll be talking about the Christmas movies you love to hate, uh, the cheesy ones, your guilty pleasures, the ones that just, you're going to watch it every year, but you're not going to tell anybody about it. Uh, but tonight we're telling you all about it. If you want to hear about Christmas movies that we really love, you should listen to last year's pod and double up on our listens. We really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but before, before we really dive into that, uh, I, I feel like we do need to talk about the ones that we truly hate before we talk about the ones we love to hate. Uh, Everybody has these, the Christmas movies that you can't stand. Other people love them 
and you just don't get it. And uh, Drew Allen, do you have any of these in, in your life? The ones that you just can't stand? Yes, I do, in fact, have a couple of movies that I do genuinely not enjoy watching. And in fact, I would probably, were I hanging out with a group of friends, would leave that party if they had decided as a group <laughs> to watch either of these films. The two I'm talking about are A Christmas Story, which I did not yes. grow up watching. It was not a thing for me. And also Absolutely. National Lampoon's a, a Christmas movie, Christmas Vacation. Is that what it was? Is that Dude, yeah, yeah, you crushed okay. it. Those are the two worst ones. I, I yep. think I, I defended that National Lampoon's Christmas on our previous Christmas pod. <laughs> you did. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I was so You didn't wrong. want to. I was so yeah. wrong, yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't have even gone. I should have even stepped up to the plate because... <laughs> They're both the most uncomfortable movies to watch. And I think we've, I've said, you, me and Crawford, I know, have said this a couple of times that we don't watch movies to be cringe. Like we don't, we, we watch movies to kind of escape from problems, not to cause more problems. Be like, oh, other people are having problems too. I relate to that. <laughs> uh, that's not really, I don't want more problems, more cringe, more awkwardness in my life. That's not what I want to devote an hour and a half to two hours of my life. Uh, doing and I think like these movies are both that it's essentially aren't families awkward and weird and really uncomfortable to watch and it's like no they don't have to be like it is sometimes but that's why I'm watching a movie so I don't have to talk to them <laughs> well one of the things that gets me about uh Christmas Vacation is that you know it's a National Lampoon movie which all of those are irreverent you know mean-spirited you know kind of poking fun at everything and a lot of people don't like them, but apparently all those same people love this one particular movie. And it's because they just slap Christmas in front of it. Uh, <laughs> there are so many like National Lampoon movies that are just horrible. And if you put those same people in a room and put any other National Lampoon movie on, they'll be like, that is trash and that is garbage. But then you slap Christmas on front of it and change Almost none of the story, but just Christmas trees are around and stuff. They're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. What a great family movie. And you're like, are you serious, guys? It's like built into this denial that anything bad happens around Christmas. But I think even the, the, the first part of Home Alone, I get this feeling from as well. I will skip the first 15, 20 minutes where they're in the house before the family leaves Macaulay Culkin behind. Like that family is terrible to that kid. We've we we touched on this last year, but Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. It is Christmas adjacent, ah, as turned as coined by Crawford. I'm gonna fight really hard to go against this Christmas no. adjacent. That that's a Christmas movie. It's it's way more of a Christmas movie. You're not. It, no, it has to be. Uh, <laughs> it's Christmas is everywhere. At one point, he ends up just like in a church with the choir singing and like a nice old man is talking to him. Who's like a spirit, apparently supposed to be like the spirit of Christmas or something. I don't know. Um, it's definitely more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. I, I will give you that. And I would even put Die Hard as a Christmas movie and I get it. I understand where you're coming from with this Christmas adjacent thing, but let's, let's, let's not get into that too far. I like, it's not just like, there's a part in home alone where he's walking home with groceries just in bags and then all of the groceries fall out of his bags because the bags rip and that's like a generally terrible awful moment because just thinking of that kid on his own and all of his food that he just bought just on the floor and like i'm not upset with that i think that's kind of a generally funny moment but when they tell him that no he has to go get up in the attic and like that's where he's staying because 
their family members are in town and like the all of the awkward cringy just gross i just feel gross watching that beginning part of home alone all of a christmas story and all of national lampoon's christmas vacation yeah mm. agreed totally agreed kyle you got any uh christmas movies you just absolutely hate other than the claymation movies I was about to spend a lot of time talking about the claymation movies. But <laughs> I will now strike that from the record. And I will talk about how bad White Christmas is. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't, don't do this. My heart can't take it. Before Kyle starts, I'd like to note that the podcast is sponsored by Ben King Crosby. Uh, and I just got off the phone with Anchor and they said they didn't like, they didn't like White Christmas either. Wow. So I think we're, we're, good. Wow. we're good to say that our sponsors. Stop can- speaking for Anchor. <laughs> Yeah, I watched White Christmas because y'all were like, it's so good, you should watch it. And I watched it, and it was terrible. And then I will talk claymation for just a hot second. For for those that don't know, my mother uh, would start decorating for Christmas and making us watch Christmas movies sometime around uh, early August, usually growing up. And then we'd go from August until like late February uh, doing Christmas movies and, and decorating for Christmas. So I saw the claymation movies 180 billion times. And I actually just watched... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with my daughter, who is almost two. And that is a different experience seeing the small child see the movie for the first time. Are we, are we listening to Kyle's heart grow three sizes? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. Because uh, she did not understand that it was Rudolph until the very end. And I was like, you missed the whole point of this movie. <laughs> but at the very end, when he's like, he's flying through the air, she's like, no. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's been red the whole time. I don't know what you've been watching, but it was very clear from the get-go. <laughs> and also, if I may tangent real quick, that movie, seeing as an adult, is jarring. Because Santa is the biggest jerk. He walks in to a, a, a male and female, a mom and a dad reindeer who just had their first kid. And they love that stupid reindeer so much. They love that baby reindeer. He's perfect in their eyes. And he's like, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's got a red nose. It's like, dude, it's like, what? Like, that seemed very, that seemed drastic. And then later on, he's like, Rudolph, get out of here. And I'm like, you're Santa. You're supposed to be the happiest. You're supposed to be the, the elf of joy. You're supposed mm. to bring happiness to the world. And he just, he had no use for that reindeer until it was one foggy Christmas Eve. <laughs> Santa came to say. Um, and then also real quick, I know this wasn't the point of the podcast, but I got to get this off my chest. I, as an adult, seeing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, realized a, a couple of things. One, the, the Island of Misfit Toys. Mm-hmm. Do y'all uh-huh. remember this movie enough? Yeah. Uh-huh. The Island of Misfit Toys. It implies two very specific things that bother me. One is that the elves can create sentient life when uh-huh. they make a toy. Like yep. they, they didn't just make a toy Charlie in the box. Like it spoke mm-hmm. and it knew that it was not a Jack in the box and it was sad. And then number two, because so they they then disregard these toys that are that have life mm-hmm. on a on an <laughs> island far away because they're the ones who messed up making the toys like th- like that is so messed up and this movie is like it's jarring for a new mm-hmm. parent to watch because being like these reindeer just created a little tiny reindeer and he wasn't good enough because his nose was red and these elves messed up these toys that they brought to life and they're just like no. Nah, Put them on that island out there on that iceberg. <laughs> yeah, like, of, that's so messed up, man. 
Yeah, a lot of those movies require you to not ask too many questions because uh, it is horrifying what happens. Uh, because, like, to your point on the toy making, that either implies that are all the toys sentient, like a Toy Story situation? Yeah, or is it just the ones they jack? Or up? is it just the ones that they create that come to life and they're like, "Oh crap, get it out of here." <laughs> That's so much worse. It's so much worse. And how are they accidentally creating life? Like, does does Santa know this is going on? (laughs) There is a really dark story that needs to be told about how these toys got to that island and who knew about it. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, the the Susie or the Susan, the... I can't remember the name of the girl though, but like it wasn't that wrong. Like she wasn't that far off from being the right type of toy. I think uh, I think we could recreate this movie, Kyle. And I just want to take your rant and just put that as like the villain of the story is like somebody who's trying to save the misfit toys and bring them to the world. And it turns out that you were the villain was kind of right the whole time. And then mm. her friend, the reindeer, who brings all the toys. I think. You're just you're trying to like liberate all of the toys. Yeah, I think we could do that. I think we could make that right now. If if y'all ever wanted to know what the what a what Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, what the big takeaway is from the eyes of a nearly two year old, uh, she only cared about the abominable snowman, whom she called Monkey the whole movie. And when <laughs> the, when the abominable snowman fell into the water, she just goes, "Monkey, no, monkey, no!" and started to cry. And I was like. Dude, you've totally missed the point of this movie. And like, I guess that's okay because it's Christmas. But also like, I sat through this movie for you to just be upset that the abominable snowman fell into the river. Uh, And also, yeah, never mind. I'm done. That's it. uh, But movie I do actually like, Santa Claus. I don't like to Tim Allen's Santa Claus. Oh, really not a bad movie. Okay. Not a bad movie. I'm glad you bring that up because the other movie I want to talk about loving to hate, not Santa Claus, but Santa Claus 2 also starring Tim Allen and Toy Santa Tim Allen. Do y'all remember this movie? This fever dream of a movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this this was going to be my, like, I hate Christmas oh, movie. Oh, I would love for you to take it away, <laughs> please. Because you could probably talk more uh, about it. Well, I was going to say, no, I, I re-watched the Santa Claus recently and was reminded of just, like, that's a fun movie. There's not a whole lot of plot. Like, they don't mm-hmm. overdo the, like, hey, here's a ton of Santa and how this all works. They spent about five minutes being like, here's a couple magic CGI things. Don't ask any more questions. <laughs> and we were all cool with it. Uh, Tim Allen is like peak Tim Allen of like one liners and being like really funny. And um, like he, at one point is asked like, what'd you do last night with the, with Charlie? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. Took a couple shots of Brown liquor, played with our shotguns. Like I read him a story. what do you think we did? Uh, it's like, ah, that's really funny. It's like, uh, you know, I have insurance and a great lawyer, not as good as my wife's, but let's not get into that right now. (laughs) Yes. Uh, uh, and it was really funny and just a good time and kind of uplifting and the elves were funny and the CGI was terrible. And you know, but it was part of the Christmas magic. You suspend that for a little bit. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't need it to be too over the top. I don't need it to be too much. The Christmas spirit will take me the rest of the way. And then the Santa Claus too, they were like, forget the Christmas spirit. Here's a bunch of overdone CGI and effects because we know that's what you're into. And we took it to a level where we made a plastic Tim Allen and you're like, nobody wanted this. <laughs> Why did you make this? And it haunts my nightmares. 
Yeah, and like, isn't like the driving story of that movie? Like, he has to find Mrs. Claus. So it's yes. like three days to kidnap a woman and bring her up to the North Pole for her yes. rest of eternity, would I assume? Santa lives yes. forever? He has to find someone with like enough Christmas spirit to like be Mrs. Claus and has to like trick them into falling in love with him as Santa in like three days. It's like the most messed up version of The Bachelor ever. <laughs> like, will you accept the snow globe? And then uh, waiting for her is like, it's like overt, like Nazi themes coming from the toy Tim Allen, right? Yeah, it's it's not great. Um, but yeah, the other two I was going to talk about were Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation. So you guys nailed it. Uh, I think we've we've covered most of the the hateful Christmas movies. Don't waste your time on them. Don't watch them. And if you do like them, reevaluate your priorities in life. Um, and please add us on Twitter because I we need the responses. Um, but moving into the second part of the podcast, I wanted to talk about a little bit the Christmas movies you love to hate. Uh, and I'll, I'll kick this one off, just give you guys an example of what I'm talking about. Um, but the Christmas movies I love but like kind of hate, but I still watch them anyway, are the like cheesy Hallmark movies uh, because my wife watches them and I have now adopted them as my own. Yes, Drew Allen. Uh, I got a question. It sounds like we're, we're more describing movies we hate to love. Would that be an accurate reversal? Also, you're talking about movies you just don't like a whole lot. No, that you, no he, handle. he likes them, but he doesn't like that he likes them. So he loves, he hates that think, he loves them. I think he's saying that he he likes it, but like, it's not a good movie. He's talking about Hallmark yes. movies right now. Yes. So he's talking about movies that like, I'll watch it, but I don't like that I'm watching it. Yeah. But I'll, like, I, I won't change the channel. Yeah. It's like, I hate these movies, but I watch them every time they're on. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We continue. Uh, and, and they've, I, I dubbed them Hallmark movies. They've moved past just being Hallmark movies. They're now <laughs> everywhere. They're on Netflix. They're on Amazon Prime. Like everybody, they can't create enough of this digital content because we eat them up as a society and it's insane. Uh, but I'm the, the biggest proponent of these and you've seen them. I know you have. Uh, they'll have such titles such as A Christmas and then fill in your noun here. <laughs> uh, and it's like they just did it Mad Lib style. Um, things like a Christmas kiss, a Christmas prince, a Christmas wedding, a Christmas wish, a Christmas melody, a Christmas memory, a Christmas reunion. These are all real ones. I want you to. Are you know reading that. these off, or is that all from memory? Because that was amazing. Who could know? A Christmas romance, a Christmas song. <laughs> I think he's creating these as we speak. Somebody <laughs> in a factory is listening to. He's uh, an elf in Santa's workshop. He's you could literally, you could, them. you could literally say any, like noun. You could be, I bet there's a Christmas calendar. I bet that is a, I just made that one up and I bet it exists. A Christmas star. That's got to be one. Has to be. The Christmas calendar, 2017. I told you. But you could literally say a Christmas fill in noun and it will probably exist. That was amazing. When Emily, a struggling baker in a small town, receives a handmade Christmas calendar from a secret admirer, the local residents become obsessed with finding out the identity of the sender. I might watch that later on. Listen, here's the deal. This was the next point I was going to make. I could describe to you <laughs> any of these movies plots with the following. And I have not written this down. I'm doing this off the top of my head. 
Well, it depends. There are two different types. There is like the mysterious uh, royalty who comes to town and has to find love or like is trying to escape their life and then ends up finding love. Or there is like the successful entrepreneur business person who comes home to see their like country family or, you know, like small town family and then uh, gets stuck in the snow and then like meets the young hottie or hunk in town and has to like find their true calling in life to save either like a historic building or like a Christmas pageant or like a bakery of some kind. The, the, uh, it's dude. you with that, you just convinced me that just friends is a Christmas movie. Cause literally everything in there that you just said happens in just friends. And I've always been like, Oh, that's my favorite Christmas movie. Cause I'm like, it's not really a Christmas movie. After you said that, I am 100% certain it is a Christmas movie now. Crawford, are there any Christmas movies where somebody, I don't know, like really hates Christmas and like can't stand it, but (laughs) somebody has to come into their life in like a meet cute and convince them that Christmas is actually super good? I mean, other than uh, The Grinch, A Christmas Carol, all of the other ones. A Christmas Calendar. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe a Christmas calendar is really a movie that was made. Uh, you know what? I would not be surprised if a Christmas table is a movie <laughs> or like a Christmas coffee. I'm just looking at things in my living room right now and saying them out loud. A Christmas like lamp Love. is probably a thing. 2012 TV movie. Love at the Christmas table. I mean, it's insane. Counts. It, it, Counts. Yeah. And I love these movies. Like, I hate them. I hate them so much. I hate what it means for us as a society and as viewers and that I just know them so well, but I like, it has do a not... 63% score on Rotten Tomatoes audience view. It cannot. It does. Well, the thing is the only people that are watching these movies are the ones that have watched every single other Christmas movie. <laughs> and there are no yeah. more Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movies out there for them to watch. And there are uh, more than like four of those. There are a lot there. It's like, there. It's so far down the rabbit hole of Christmas movies that the only people who are rating these pe- are these are like people who have watched them all and have been brainwashed, much like it seems Crawford has. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I still am holding a little bit of myself in that I objectively know they're bad, and I'm not seeking them out. Uh, just they're just on. Yes, Kyle, have you found a new one? <laughs> twenty twenty movie, Christmas coffee. Oh my gosh. Should we just do a podcast where I just name nouns and see if they're movies? The tagline is love, romance, wonderment, where two small town people meet and fall in love. But this is no Hallmark movie. It's nonstop chaos and even more of a holy mess. One that even Santa can't save. Wow. I love that they referenced it's not a Hallmark movie. That's like so meta. I don't know. It's it's too stupid. Like, I bet there's a a Christmas picture has got to be one. The picture of this movie, the poster for this movie is Santa, a disheveled Santa pouring Jameson into a coffee cup. Oh, my God. I have to watch this movie now. It's going to be incredible. It sounds amazing. I'm done. Continue. No, uh, no, that's amazing. And if you if you just want to have a uh, a fun Christmas, you know, roulette style version of a movie watching experience, 
look at your your significant other and just say, hey, name a noun and then <laughs> Google a Christmas that noun and then watch that movie and then just enjoy the you know next 90 minutes of your life. All right. It's clear, Crawford, that you have a gift. And I want to try to see if we yeah. can capitalize on this real quick. And if it doesn't work, we can edit it out. But I want you to come up with a new Christmas movie that has not been made before. So uh, compute in your AI every single right. Hallmark Christmas movie that you have seen. You're talking about a plot line or a movie title? Yeah, like if you were to make All a right. new Christmas movie that Hallmark has not come out with, and then Kyle, I, you're going to search through your databases that you have and see if he can actually create a new Christmas movie live on air. All right, here, here it comes. It's called A Christmas Popcorn, and it's about <laughs> the son and heir of a popcorn empire. Uh, from, you know, upstate New York, who oh. is disenfranchised with the industrial lifestyle of his popcorn kingdom. Question. Do we want to set this in the Midwest? I feel like you could have gone one of those small Midwestern. Oh, oh, hold on. We're getting there. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, just hold your horses. And he becomes disenfranchised with the industrial kingdom that his father has set up. And it feels like it's too commercial and that it's getting away from the spirit of a true pop, you know, and <laughs> the way, the way his grandma used to do it. And so he goes on a walkabout throughout uh, America to experience different popcorns. And uh, while he's traveling through Idaho, to nice, see how they do nice. potato popcorn. He actually gets <laughs> snowed in in a small little oh, village no. after his after his uh, you know, tire pops on his rental car. Oh, and no. he has to call a tow truck. And this is a city boy. He doesn't know how to change a tire. And the tow truck comes <laughs> and takes him to the shop where the uh, tow truck's daughter, you know, the cute little uh, town girl is like, oh, I'll take you to the nearby diner. And they have a delicious caramel corn that the recipe <laughs> has never been matched before and it wins the like biannual popcorn fair that they hold in this <laughs> town every year and uh you know needless to say he falls in love over the matter of 72 hours and no more time uh asks her to marry him and she says yes he then his dad comes back and says you have to come home and take care of the popcorn kingdom he says oh, no, no i'm not gonna do it <gasps> he says well I'm going to try this caramel popcorn, tries it, turns out he loves it and says, well, we should change everything we do and make popcorn like this. Wow. And then it snows and they kiss. I'm crying. I'm legitimately crying. That was beautiful. We get Matt Singletary to write that. (laughs) (laughs) I now wish, and I know that it's too late now to change mid pot what we're doing, but we should have done a bracket of Christmas movies and let Elf fight. It's a wonderful life to the death in the final round. Or the Grinch stole Christmas fight. The fact that you think either one of those movies would have made it to the final round is very upsetting to me. Okay, maybe we do a little slight little U-turn here. What are your top two favorite Christmas movies? Who would uh, end up being in your in your top? I don't know that I could give you my top two off the top of my head. I'm going to need a second, but I can definitely tell you, it's a Wonderful Life is nowhere near it. A, cr- a Christmas sash for me, and uh, <laughs> a Christmas harmonica are obviously my two tops. <laughs> Those definitely exist. There's no way I, they don't. I thought Elf and uh, and the Grinch would be your top two that were duking it out in the finals, but I could have been wrong. The the Grinch is definitely up there, and I think White Christmas might be another close contender. But give me oh, a second. I'm no. gonna I'm gonna think about it. Oh. Yeah, you really you really cut me deep earlier. Uh, yeah, it's, 
I don't understand. Did you not understand that it was bad? Did you do you need to watch it again? No, it's very fun, and I watch it every year. I don't need. I I love it so much. And for for me, I feel like Christmas movies are either ones that I despise, I loathe, and then there's like two that I really really enjoy, and then there's a handful. I'm just like, if it's on, I won't change the channel, but I will not seek this out at any point in time. That's fair. So uh, I don't know if I have one that like I love to hate. You know, because like. I hate all, I hate most of them. I would refuse to watch most of them. Uh, but like, if you, if you throw on Polar Express, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll watch it. I won't be happy about it, but I'll do it. Yeah. Some milk and cookies and it's fine. No, that's, that's pretty fair. Uh, I, I feel like Christmas movies to me are a lot like Christmas songs where I romanticize them because I only watch them for four weeks a year. And the rest of the year, I'm like, oh, can't wait to watch The Grinch kind of thing. And only two good ones have been made since 1945. But they keep remaking the same one over and over just yes. with like, uh, hey, I'm a rock band that's now doing this song. Hey, I'm a like acoustic band that's now doing this song. Hey, like yeah. I'm a straight uh, acapella band that's doing this song. Isn't this crazy? You're like, don't you realize all these songs originally started acapella because they were written in like 1700? No, no, no. These move, this movie has Ryan Reynolds in it. That's how it's oh, different. Yeah. Oh, oh, same oh, thing. Oh, oh, same oh, thing. Oh. A Christmas present. Oh, it's about time, not about the gift. <laughs> I get it. Is I that a movie? It. it has to be. I'm making all of these up. <laughs> you can't be. There's, you, you have to know a Christmas present is a movie. It has to be. There's probably 12 iterations of it. Yeah, there's a lot of different yeah the perfect christmas present ultimate christmas present the christmas present yeah i'm my brain hurts i can't believe people actually make these movies yeah and they have to make a lot of money what are we doing yeah Yeah. we're uh we're losing we're losing as a society as a society because we keep watching these christmas movies and singing that god dang mariah carey song merry christmas well we got to a real fun place for our christmas pot (laughs) Yeah. You know what movie I forget about often is The Muppets A Christmas Carol. That's a really I need to find that one and watch that one. I, I need to add that to the to the Michael list. Michael Kine. Michael, Michael Kine. I would had a horror recommendation to me, so I have not watched it or seen anything about this, but Red Snow is supposed to be the yes. new horror You've never Christmas seen movie. Red Snow? No. Wait, huh? Oh, I'm thinking of Dead Snow. Dead Snow? If you've never seen Dead Snow, that is a foreign film about zombies in Switzerland, and it's incredible. Okay, I'll Red put, Snow, I'm not I'll sure. I'll put about. Dead Snow on my on my uh, on my. Dead Snow is incredible. Uh, but Red Snow is a as a horror movie that came out this year. Uh, it's about a struggling vampire romance novelist who must defend herself against real life vampires during Christmas <laughs> in Lake Tahoe. So <laughs> I I love Christmas movies because you can literally write whatever you want. And then slap Christmas on it. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, totally. We'll watch it now. So I, we may need to go do some research to see if that's worth recommending on our podcast. But it was recommended to me. And I think it's fun to throw in a horror movie in your Christmas. Listen, if you're a struggling writer out there, write your same movie and just set it at Christmas. And it's a brand new movie. And uh, <laughs> go pitch that to a, like Lionsgate or something. I don't know. Paramount Plus. I hear they're looking for movies. Lionsgate is like a really big production company <laughs> that you're like, take your crappy Christmas movie too. Like they produce big movies every year. I Hellboy know. Boy 2 what... is 
or Hellboy was the most recent one I could think of. I'm sure something since then. <laughs> I love that you're like, they're a huge studio. They did Hellboy. <laughs> like, Which, that's your proof. <laughs> that might be a great Christmas movie, too. I'm going to have to go back. I remember there being snow at some point. I don't remember if Santa showed up or not. It was big and red. And if you have a Christmas story that you would like Crawford to write as a Christmas movie, <laughs> then please write to us at NTPYD podcast at gmail.com send me your nouns or <laughs> or tweet out to us at ntpyd podcast thank you so much for listening this has been not the podcast you deserve we hope you have a merry christmas and a happy new year